Main Street to Wall Street. Global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on the show today. There's a lot of bragging in business, but the company today's guest represents claims it makes the best damn dress shirt. I love to be able to say that. Ryan Ken is the president of Mizzen in Maine, a men's clothing company whose shirts have caught the attention of professional athletes and regular guys alike. How? Through funny, organic social media posts. I'm telling you, content sales, right? That's the name of the game. Ryan, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Thank you, Jeffrey. Great to be here. Hey, it's good to have you. I know you're down in Dallas, and I'm just north of you here in South Dakota. Your weather's a lot warmer than mine. We're already starting to see some snow up here. But first, I've got to be able to say I know you're a veteran, and I want to thank you for your service. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah, my dad served his entire career in the United States Air Force. You, different branches of service. I won't hold that against you in any way, shape, or form. He was Air Force. You were you were Army, correct? I was Army, but my my grandfather-in-law was a 1945 West Point grad who retired, or he retired Air Force. So he went Army Air Corps and then into the Air Force. So no bad blood. Hey, listen, as long as it's American, that's all we count, right? That's the, that's the name of the game right. right there, my friend. Well, thank you. Let's, and again, uh, well, we appreciate it. Mr. Navy, then we'll, we'll have a different discussion. Okay. All bets <laughs> off. All bets off. We have to start with the claim of the best damn dress shirt, which I love your audacity. I love that you're doing that. There are a lot of clothing companies around that are out there. What makes Mizzen in Maine so much different? Well, first, before the product, it's about what the brand stands for. And it's really just a credit to have the customer in mind and creating a better way for them to dress. So our customers want to look good. They they want to be confident in their day-to-day. They aspire to be uh, have have a strong career. They aspire to be good husbands, fathers, just great people. And they want whatever they're doing in their day to be working as hard as they do. And we make the clothes that allow them to do that. That's really kind of the ethos behind the brand is creating a better way for the customer. And we really have have solidified ourselves in the market where we think, as you mentioned, we make the best damn dress shirt. And that's something that is just super comfortable, gives them the great aesthetic, the classic look that they're looking for. But is as comfortable as the gym as the gym clothes that they're wearing in the morning when they get up and, and go to the gym. That's fantastic. What does the name Mizzen and Maine mean? So Mizzen and Maine is actually, as I make jokes about the Navy, it's two masts on a sailing ship. Right. Um, and so it was, we think about what the power of the masts on a ship do propel the ship forward. Really, we look at the technology that we put into menswear as propelling the men's menswear business forward. So how did you get into the business? So a little bit of an interesting story for me. Um, did not have background in men's apparel. I was a systems engineer by trade and undergrad and spent some time, as you mentioned, in the in the U.S. Army. And as I started my civilian career was a lot of just operations and project management work. And when I moved to Dallas, I became acquaintances and friends with the founder and CEO, Kevin Lavelle. We were just kind of buddies in the Dallas area. And as I was advancing my career and going to get my MBA, Kevin was building this this company, and we got to a point where we just had a really we had a good mutual interest in in trying to bring me on to kind of help him do that. And so, a little over six years ago, I, I joined the company and have spanned multiple multiple roles as we as we've grown over that time. And excited to be the president today. 
And so where did you start out at? I'm kind of curious uh, where you started in the company and where, and now here you are the president. Yeah. So I came in um, as the eighth employee and was the chief operations officer, which as a for an eight employee company, the chief operations officer is kind of a little bit of yeah. a misnomer. You're, you're just doing. Yeah, you're, you're cleaning the bathrooms like as well. Yeah, yeah, cleaning the bathrooms as well, shipping out stuff, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. So I came in and kind of ran for the, the back of the house for the most part from all of our product, basically from design, building products to all the logistics, supply chain, distribution, fulfillment, reverse logistics, everything. And then just as we've grown, we've started to bring, we've recognized the need to bring in the right talent and the right skill sets. Yeah. And so we brought in a chief merchant and I kind of gave the product to people who know how to build product. And I, I moved into some of the commercial side and I've run, I've had responsibility over our wholesale business, over our, our brick and mortar retail stores that those are grown. And then, you know, really just had the opportunity at the beginning of this year to step into the president role. So it's been back end, front end, all the different areas of the business. It's been a really great journey for me. Well, you must be doing something right, Ryan, because as you look at most entrepreneurial companies, you start off as a one-man band, so was Kevin, and then he adds devout followers like yourself. And then that next level is to go to those skilled practitioners as you're bringing in, I assume, product marketers, merchandisers, the real kinds of experts that know what they're doing. But you've stayed there. That doesn't always happen in a company where you see some of the original devout followers where that founder goes, oh, you can balance the checkbook. You're the CFO. You're the head of finance. You know, So you don't always see that. Yeah, it's, it's tough. When people ask me what I'm most proud of of the company, it, it's without hesitation, it's the values. Mm. And I think that's what has kept me here. It what keeps me motivated more than anything. Really trying to, as we go through, as we are growing and you are hiring, how do you vet that? And how do you bring in the right people that don't just have the right functional excellence, but also align to the company values is something that We've learned and tried to evolve how we do that and knowing that to get the right people that fit with the values of the company, not just with their skill set, then they're going to be able to add just that incremental value beyond just the tactical day-to-day execution. Amen. Amen. I always talk, my last book was The Hero Factor, all about values and how they drive the company and companies that use values at the forefront, they gross more, they net more, they have happier employees, more engaged customers and vendors who want to do with them and work with them. And then also they have a lot of other people in the community go, hey, there goes a great company, a hero company. And speaking of values, I value my advertisers. Let me take a quick break and I'll be right back after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we are back. Today, I've got Ryan Kent, the president of Mizzen in Maine, and we're talking about how they're using content. And of course, we've just talked a little bit about values. Let me ask you this question, because 
We have to talk about the company's success on TikTok. I mean, it's just been off the charts. You put out a series of videos with your intern, and I'm going to use that with quotes, intern, the former New York Jets quarterback, Mark Sanchez. I'm a big fan of the the Jets ever since I was a kid, mostly because my dad was in the Air Force. Uh, There you go. That's the reason why. The New York Jets quarterback, Mark Sanchez, and these videos have blown up. How did that come about? I think you decide, hey, let's go get an intern. Well, I think it's it's a couple of different ways. One, with Mark specifically, you mentioned it early, just the, the relationship that Mizzen has and the brand has with athletes. And that's kind of twofold. One, our product fits athletes really well. And it's comfortable and it's something that they can either wear to the to the locker room, away from the locker room, and they and athletes love it. We have hundreds of athletes that wear our products that aren't affiliated with a brand in any way. They just love it. And two, our customer love athletes. We know that our customer plays sports or watches a ton of sports. And so it's it's a relationship that we know that, you know, if you talk to a guy like Mark Sanchez, a lot of our customers know who Mark Sanchez is. Yeah. Um, and so you, you you layer on the athlete and then you layer on the platform, TikTok. We started kind of TikTok earlier this year as just something to try out. We know that it was gaining some traction. We weren't really sure if our customer was on it or not, but part of our brand is we use the terms lightness and levity frequently of our customers serious. They they're career driven, but it doesn't mean they don't like to have fun. And it doesn't mean they don't like to laugh in between those moments of seriousness in their day. And so TikTok was an, we thought in a, a platform that we could test to see, Hey, can we create some fun, engaging videos that just get our customer to, to laugh a little bit, learn a little bit about the company and just have a little bit of lightness in their day. Um, and we saw some, some early success earlier in the year with it. And so as this opportunity with Mark Sanchez came about, we said, hey, this is a great way to, to combine both a, a new and emerging platform in general, but definitely for, for Mizzen and a relevant athlete who people know. And Mark is not playing football anymore. He's on TV doing his announcing and analysis. And our product is perfect for what he, where he is in his life. Yeah, you get to see it every single day that he's out there broadcasting and utilizing it. And of course, he picks up and all kinds of social. How are you measuring success with it, Brian? Well, it's tough, Jeffrey. I think one, I mean, one is just how many people are viewing the TikTok. And really, yep. that's probably our, our primary KPI for TikTok. We don't view that as a massive conversion channel. You know, you get into the the difficulties on on the digital front with how do you measure success? And really, TikTok is not a way that we're trying to communicate the value prop, the core value proposition, specifically trying to figure out how many people exactly come directly from watching the Mark Sanchez TikTok to the website would be nice, but it's a little bit of how do we just engage and create a little bit of awareness with the brand, with the customer watching those videos. And then when they go to their other platforms and they talk to their buddies, and they hear Mizzen in Maine that second or third time, then they're ultimately going to get to the website and, and get that first shirt. So really view it as an awareness mm-hmm. platform and get as many views as you can. We know that the people are going to be at least seeing or hearing the brand name, whether they remember it in their conscious or subconscious. Eventually, we think that's going to convert into a sale. Yeah. On the digital side, it's always one of those things where marketers have always been able to see some direct return. Although on the social side, it's a little difficult, but it does raise overall brand awareness, which is important for an up and coming brand. Yeah, that's exactly right. Next year is our 10 year anniversary, but we're still a very small brand that is has really strong growth goals and aspirations. And so we know there's really two sides of the digital 
growth equation. It's how many new customers can you get into the business and how effective are you at retaining and getting those customers to repeat. And so TikTok has been, I think, a great platform for us this year that we realized is to just raise awareness and getting new customers eventually into into the business. Have been there other platforms that you've been found that have also given you some good results? For this year, I think TikTok definitely is the one that we've seen the biggest wins on. And honestly, Jeffrey, the, some of the things that we've been testing more so well, maybe over the last four to six months has been kind of re-engaging in the offline space. Uh, I know a lot of people are talking about some of the challenges with the iOS privacy updates and Facebook and knowing that in some ways going back to a little bit more diversified marketing tactics getting stuff in the mail, a little, you know, just reminding people about the brand, giving them an offer, call to action. So really exploring some more offline tactics. I think most of those are really in initial learning uh, stages right now to where it would probably be a little bit tough to say, oh, we've really seen success in direct mail or we've seen some success in podcasts uh, for sure. But trying to just test a lot of different channels. This year, I would say TikTok has definitely been the one that we've seen the most success with. Yeah. One of the things I always caution a lot of people who are building brands, I call it the brand of you selling yourself, you know, sell the business and being able to do that. Don't always do it on rented land. Put it out there amongst a lot of different places. What happens if that one channel goes down or you're shut off of it? We see that a lot with this cancel culture right now. So you have to be careful of that. Mizzen and Maine also counts call for Phil Mickelson and Conan O'Brien as fans. I mean, Conan, I love Conan. He's a big, tall guy athletic guy for a lot of people don't know, but he, you know, he's a big, tall guy. He's a good friend of mine. I've did a lot of work with him over the years. How important are these names to your overall strategy? Ultimately for us, it's going back to awareness and getting more people to become knowledgeable of Mizzen and Maine. I think for, for Conan, he's been great because he truly loves the product. Yeah. Um, and so he's able, you know, he's got some plugs for us where we weren't even expecting to get some plugs for for him. So that's always great when, you know, the person just loves the loves the brand, loves the product. Is he a paid influencer or is he just somebody who just became a raving fan? No, we have paid paid influencer. Yeah, we yeah. did. We did some podcasting with him probably four years ago and we saw some good results. And we still over the years, when we were even when we weren't doing paid advertising with Conan, we would still get customers when we would ask them, like in our surveys, like, how'd you hear about Mizzen? This kind of slow, steady drumbeat of Conan. And so we re-engaged uh, formally with him this year. We did about a quarter's worth of support for his podcast and it's good results. He's been really great. And then Phil, obviously his, I think Phil's brand has probably more relevant than it's ever been. He's been tremendous tremendous career. His win at PGA this year was fantastic, setting records. And I think what was been, what has been great for us with Phil, which has been a somewhat of a challenge with other athletes, is Phil is the athlete that customers can see him wearing our product in the discipline that he's known for. Whereas JJ Watt is a great brand ambassador for us. He loves the brand as well, but he wears football pads and a helmet in where people watch him play. And Phil, like when we kicked off the Phil relationship three years ago, he was wearing a dress shirt actually on the course. That naturally creates some buzz because no one wears a dress shirt on the course anymore. But our our shirt is actually comfortable enough, stretches enough, moves enough to where he actually can play golf in it and not feel constrained in any way. Um, and so Phil's not only been great for us from his name and his support for us, but because when people watch Phil on TV they see him in a Mizzen and Maine polo. And that's, that's obviously great. 
you know, that product placement, use it. That's all content. That's all content, friends. That's what I keep telling you. You got to use content, promote the product in any way, shape, or form. Wherever you can make it happen, that's important. And doing it on the golf course every single week to be able to get that steady drumbeat of free publicity, but it's never, it's never really free. All right. Speaking never really of never free, really free. Yeah. yeah, it's never free, right, Ryan? Let's take a quick break. I'll come right back after this message. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. C-Suite Radio. Yeah, I'm with Ryan Kent, the president of Mizzen in Maine. We're talking about all things, oh, about the best damn dress shirt that's ever been made. That's what we're talking about right now. And we've been talking about using content, but besides the website and the content, I see Mizzen in Maine are also have retail stores. How does a brick and mortar fit into the business plan? Well, I think it's understanding the customer. And for, for any business, as, as you know, Jeffrey, just having a really good understanding, particularly for young startup companies, we try to really focus in on who we think our core customer is and trying to get as many of them as possible. And our customer shops in different areas. A lot of our customers shop online and we have our website at misnamain.com. Our customers sometimes have relationships with other retailers, whether that be a men's specialty shop across the U.S., whether that be a, a, a Nordstrom um, or a Dillard's department store. And then we also know that customers love to have a little bit more of a brand experience. And we have seven of our brick and mortar stores that we've opened over the last couple of years that just provide that unique experience for the customer. So it's really a customer view. Overall, we want the company to grow. We want the company to grow across all of our sales channels, primarily in the digital space. But some customers love shopping in a physical space. And so where where the customer is, we want to meet them in that in that location. Um, and our brick and mortar stores allow us to do that. You know, not a lot of companies are running away from brick and mortar, but you're finding that it's working for you? For sure. Our strategy is not to open up 100 stores. It's part of an overall growth plan where I think it's, again, it's some customers, where do they enjoy shopping? And we look at different geographies uh, where we think the customer is concentrated and where we think the economics of a brick and mortar space can work out. The brick and mortar space, I think it can be uh, scary for some young companies because uh, depending on what the economics of the lease look like, it can lock you into some some financials that can be pretty daunting. But if you if you feel really confident about where the customer is and where the geography, the physical space, I mean, people that are in retail will tell you, I mean, you could be two doors away from success or failure on on a brick and mortar location. So I think just being really critical about where we want to go with our stores, feeling good about where the customer is, and it can be something that's actually very profitable for the company. I read in an interview that your CEO did 
from Isn't a Maine. And I love this phrase, share of closet. Explain to the folks what that means. Yeah, share of closet is just if you if you walk into your to your closet and you have shirts hanging up, you have sweaters, you have pants, you have shorts. Just how do you get a how does Mizzen and Maine become more silhouettes or more things in that in that guy's closet? So that's uh that's a long-term strategy for how I think most apparel companies want to look at their customer is how can I get more share of closet? And, you know, we go back to the dress shirt and we think that is the, that's our hero product. That's the best damn dress shirt on the market. That would, so we want the entry point product to be, because we feel that's, that's the, the main differentiator depending on the customer and what they're, how many dress shirts they're wearing. You know, we want to offer amazing mizzen and main versions of the other things that they wear. Um, and so that's really kind of looking at share of the closet is how do you expand to take over more of the actual closet that the customer has. Yeah, that's a strategy. And folks listening in, that's a good strategy. You're thinking long-term about my entire share. That That's not saying, hey, I want to sell somebody a shirt. It's I want to sell them a lot of shirts and most of their shirts if I possibly can. One of the other things, uh, one last question, because I love this, that you, Mizzen and Maine has gone out of its way to work with smaller retailers. A lot of people would think that you're competing with yourself, but you guys are looking at it in a different way. I would say it's a from my from my standpoint what we talk about it's really a growth mindset versus potentially a fixed mindset when it comes to that is we are a young brand we want to get we want more people to know about Mizzen and Maine we want more people to love Mizzen and Maine there's a lot of customers out there that don't know about us and some customers just they have a relationship with a salesman saleswoman in in a specialty store or wherever they live and we think Getting more people in Mizzen and Maine, however they want to get into it, whether that's, again, through our website, through our relationship with a store manager in one of our stores, or with the relationship that they have um, in some store that's local to them. And so it's really just getting the product out there, getting the brand out there into more people's hands to love the brand is really the, is really the approach. So by no means is it in contra to a digital growth strategy. It actually helps raise brand awareness which raises all channels. That's fantastic. Well, Ryan, I got to thank you very much for being with us and joining us right here in All Business. It's good to see a company living its values and seeing it work and using content to be able to sell the brand. And that's exactly what Mizzen and Maine is doing. And I like to be able to say, hey, you sell the best damn dress shirt. I love to be able to say that on air and I don't get thrown off for it. Don't get any dings just because you know what? You can say that because it's true. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us here on All Business. Thank you, Jeffrey. Hey, at the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned. I learned about a couple of things. I love share of closet. See, that's saying strategically, we're going after market share. We're not just selling a product. We're not here to be profit oriented. We're not here to be sales oriented. We're here to capture a share of the closet, which means we want to go and do such a great job with that particular man that he or whoever's buying for him wants to make sure he's got most of these clothes in his closet. That's a big thing. I thought that was pretty good. And then the second thing I learned is values, values, values. I always harp about that. Oh, and if you want to take one more, one more learning, third thing, content, content, content. Activation is queen. We got to be able to get it out there. Context and getting it where it is, that's the kingdom. That's what you want to be able to do. But you got to start with great content and talk about your product in ways that people want to engage. All right. That's what I learned right here on All Business with Jeff Reza. Don't forget, tell your friends 
because that's how we grow. And I appreciate growing because that's how we keep score. Thank you. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.